0: feeling separate from from the human race really you know just feeling that they're not connected which is an awful thing because we're we're pack animals and we we need that connection
1: hello you're listening to peace of mind a podcast brought to you by health assured I'm Kaylee Frost, Head of Clinical Support, and in this series, you're going to hear from our counsellors who will be speaking about lots of different topics connected to our health and well-being. Loneliness, men's mental health and imposter syndrome are just some of the themes we'll be discussing in an attempt to gain a better understanding of how we can spot signs and symptoms and support both ourselves and our colleagues. At the end of each episode, you'll be guided through a practical exercise to calm your mind and leave you feeling refreshed for the day. So stay with me until the end if you can. In today's episode, we're talking about loneliness. And to help me, I'm joined by Kerry Quigley, who is one of our senior practitioners. Uh, So I guess the best place to start is to talk about the difference between being alone and being lonely. Do you agree that there is there is a difference? Two very different things, aren't they, Kerry?
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, being alone is being by yourself and, and that's something that could be really quite enjoyable and, you know, spending time going on a walk, just being with your own company. I think that's more of a, I would say that's more of a physical thing, whereas being lonely, I think that's more of an emotional thing, you know, an emotional feeling.
1: I absolutely agree and I think it's something that's become really pertinent since you know we, we've lived the past year the majority of the time not being able to see anyone uh, or, or many people anyway and I think even personally speaking I've been surrounded by people in time I've been fortunate enough to work in a COVID secure office and for a great you know while of <laughs> the of the lockdown I lived with a friend but still felt um, you know, there was an emptiness almost, even though I had my friend there in in the, in the apartment with me, and there were people in the office. so I was kind of getting that human contact um, that we all need, that a lot of people were deprived of, but mm-hmm. still felt you know there was a there was a void, and and I think over time that came to be apparent that it was low you know I felt lonely even though I wasn't alone
0: yes i think you know th- that makes a lot of sense what you're saying because it, i think because of the the restrictions there's a lot of mood enhancing activities things that we used to enjoy would enjoy that would give us comfort I think the way I would describe it is almost like um, sensory deprivation, you know, different environments give different um, atmospheres and um, and stimuluses. I think there's been a real, it's been very one-dimensional, a bit like Groundhog Day, really,
1: for most people. One-dimensional is a really good way of putting it. I'd not thought of it in that way before. Have you seen an increase, you know, in terms of your practice, carrier people coming to you with you know, would this be not necessarily being the main presenting issue, but being a factor that they're having to contend with?
0: Well, absolutely. I think um, even if people aren't presenting with isolation and, and feelings of, you know, feeling alone, I do think whatever people are uh, struggling with, the pandemic, the isolation has kind of shone a light on that, you know, it's emphasised whatever has been going on for people. and it it's It's kind of made everything sort of more intense, magnified. And I do think loneliness can easily tip into depression and stress. So I think it spills over in many directions.
1: What would you say people are closer to in terms of, you know, maybe anxiety or low mood or depression? What what seems to be the most common feeling?
0: What's really interesting? um, I think it's a People can be presenting with both at the same time, which that's quite unusual. You know, generally people present with one or the other, but to have both running along at the same time is really difficult for people to manage, you know, feeling low and anxious
1: at the same time. Because I guess they're going to exacerbate and feed into one another and it becomes quite cyclical, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? You know, you break out of... Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, it's apparent that the... The pandemic and you know coronavirus has been at the forefront of everyone's mind especially when you're thinking about things like anxiety or, or loneliness low mood take that away pretend that never existed why did you find or how have you found um that people would seek support for loneliness what, what kind of things might have triggered that or exacerbated mm-hmm. that
0: Yes, I think there's many reasons, you know, things that can happen in people's lives that can cause loneliness from a relationship ending to moving to a new city, being a single parent, you know, once litlands are in bed, you know, the evenings can feel long and even being a new employee to, you know, in a workplace, it, it can take a little while to adjust to change. So I think any kind of life changing event can be a trigger for people feeling alone.
1: I was going to link on from that, you know, new person, the new kid at school, you know, the new person in the workplace.
0: Oh, totally. I think we're all familiar to that. It's like, where's the toilet? You know, you don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing's familiar. Yes. And and I think the, the difficult thing too of uh, relationships ending, often most couples will have joint friends. Um, they may lose There can be a lot that's lost, When a relationship ends from, you know, from friendships to the home, you know, there's a a lot that can happen with changes and transitions, even, even the pets, people get really very upset about, you know, the dog share, you know, who's going to have the dog, you know, there's, there's a lot that can be very triggering in change
1: so not only are they physically alone in in many instances but that Mm. you know they will also feel lonely as well yes kind of thinking about that the workplace then I guess like latched onto that idea of you know we've all been new in a workplace at some point haven't we but thinking about work and loneliness you think work does have an impact on loneliness even despite you know whether you're the new person or not yes
0: I I think um it's you know that impact of of work and loneliness. You know, I think it there's there's something really kind of um, unsettling when you're around people and you feel lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, even more of it. It adds another layer of aloneness. Mm-hmm. So with employees and employers, you know, if em- employers can have that kind of open communication where mental health awareness is, is encouraged and discussed that will then encourage employees to talk to line managers, human resources, Mm -hmm. and, and reach out and ask for help and mental health awareness, um, days, a lot of employees are doing that, which is so heartening to see people have the day off and do nice things like yoga and just talking. And so I think there is a lot more awareness out there of of what the employee needs I
1: think it's personally speaking as well it's really important to to see if you can scope out or if someone can signpost any kind of internal networks as well from a workplace perspective so I don't know cooking clubs running clubs we have book clubs, you know, uh, finding something that, that matches your interests. And you might not feel, you know, you don't necessarily have to participate and throw yourself in, you know, all, all together and engage with everything. You might just want to sit on the, the, the sidelines and just observe what's happening in this network. But I think those kind of things can be helpful. And more and more workplaces now are putting those kind of clubs and networks and, and focus groups and stuff like that together.
0: Yes, break up areas and encouraging, you know, taking a walk with colleagues yeah. at lunchtime. In fact, I think, you know, a lot of good will come from this year with um, mental health awareness and, and how people can look after their well-being.
1: I fully agree. we've talked about those feelings of, of loneliness and being alone. But what are some signs that you could start to recognise in yourself or in others um, as to when you might, potentially starting to feel lonely and, and consistently lonely?
0: I think one that would maybe be quite obvious, or maybe not, but, you know, people going in on themselves, maybe not responding to messages, um, not interacting. So if they are able to be within the workplace, maybe they, they sit alone to have their lunch, they're not sort of joining in. I, I think people may be feeling tearful and maybe even the opposite, becoming overly reactive. And there's a lot of physical signs that could be, it can mean a number of things, but it can affect, loneliness can affect people's sleep, uh, their appetite. There's many symptoms that can sort of demonstrate, uh, which could be maybe linked to low mood, loneliness, and stress. Another indication is people taking time off work, you know, struggling to get up in the morning. But mostly it's about, I think, Struggling to engage, which wouldn't isn't really obvious. You would have thought the more someone felt lonely, the the more they would want to engage, but it it can be really very much the opposite.
1: Do you think sometimes there's? uh people start to feel that low or that lost within their loneliness, that they don't really know how to claw their way back from it. They've become so far withdrawn that, you know, know when people feel that guilt and go, I I don't know how to start.
0: Yes, I guess I think a numbness can come over and just a feeling of not knowing what to say or, or even that energy. I find a lot of clients will say it there's too much effort to put the mask on to put the smile on you know so they don't want to show what's on the inside but they haven't got the energy to put the mask on to put the smile on to interact which often eases people into being able to interact which can then ease
1: their mood that's so that's actually a really good good way of putting it i think i don't know maybe talk if you've ever experienced it yourself kerry or going off what you, what you see in practice how do people describe what loneliness feels like
0: Mm. i think it's um that kind of feeling separate from from the human race really you know just feeling you know that they're not connected which is an awful thing because we're we're pack animals and we we need that connection and to not feel connected whether it's family work people you know I i think that can be a very low place to go to which can trigger you know all sorts of
1: thoughts you know of thoughts of escape in your kind of professional opinion Kerry you know I'm sure there's lots of different strategies and, and techniques or I don't know even action plans to start moving forward out of feelings yes. of loneliness and and linking that in with low mood what would you say are the most effective or, or commonly used mm. ways to start m- moving out of that feeling of loneliness well
0: I I there's a few things I think that can be really productive you know um Mindfulness and meditation, that's a, a, a great first step, I think, to calming the nervous system um, yeah. and managing those thoughts because we are just a ball of chemicals and hormones and what we think triggers those chemicals and hormones. So if we can redirect our thinking, uh, that's key to calming you know, the stress or low mood. So. It puts, I think, people more in the driving seat. It also, you know, it helps in many ways with getting better sleep, which helps people cope better with the next, with the following day. And then following on to that, you know, mood enhancing activities, you know, um, exercise again, that's one of the first things I ask clients, you know, what, what do they enjoy doing? What have they enjoyed in the past? Cause going back to that, we're, you know, we're just a ball of chemicals and hormones It, you know, exercise burns up those stress stress hormones in the system and more strategies, I guess, lots of, lots of self care. That's been um, very difficult to do with not being able to see the hairdresser or going for a massage or there's many things I think that. Uh, things that, oh, mostly, all the things that have been taken away, being able to yeah. engage more with that.
1: You obviously, we're talking about when you might recognise signs in yourself and what you can do to help yourself. What about flipping it on the other side of the coin, Kerry? And what about someone that might be concerned that mm-hmm. their friend or their loved one or their colleague yes. might be going in on themselves? You know, starting to feel very lonely. Perhaps they've tried reaching out a couple of times, they've been ignored or or something. What is the I guess there's no best way because each person is different to how they're going to be receptive to their friends, their colleagues, their loved ones, trying to reach out. But what is a a good place to start for someone that is worried about a loved one or or a colleague?
0: Well, I would definitely say don't stop messaging just because you're not getting a reply because that other person you know won't feel like they're able to but they still receive that message I know that's an obvious thing to say but they still will feel that contact Mm. Um, so I know it it almost feels rude someone not replying and but you know every couple of days to still keep reaching out but then if that person isn't responding I guess it's actually maybe even saying things more um, directly that they're concerned I think it's difficult because it depends on the the environment. Mm. If someone's sort of working from home, you know, they're a little bit more out of reach. Yeah. But the from you know if someone's working from home, you know, for maybe a, a team leader or a manager to try and encourage video calls you know, it's more visual to yeah. see how somebody is. And if someone's worried, maybe they need to ask someone else for help, you know, to they share their concerns. And I think, I know, you know, we, we really have to respect the government guidelines, but, you know, there, there is that area that if someone isn't really responding, maybe to knock on their door
1: just thinking the same thing you know if there is an element of a a real you know there is cause for concern and that you know someone's safety might be in in question then yes something that I saw in a it's almost a friend of a friend's friendship group and and I was talking about it with them someone got so in on themselves completely Mm -hmm. understandable Um, again they lived on their own and it, it's almost you know the, the energy to respond and construct a, a message back just got too much and and the friend was messaging I think it was like once a week or something checking checking in here's my update for the week hope you are okay and it carried on they could see that they were reading the messages. Um, and then it did get to a point where they stopped reading the messages they were a little bit concerned but they wanted to give them an out it was almost like it had got embarrassing for that person because they'd left it nine weeks you know they it had been nine weeks or something and they still hadn't messaged back and the friend that was desperately trying to reach out was like I want to know you're okay I don't expect any big fancy message just text me to just say I'm okay but then That in itself, that's like, you know, letting a baby deer come, you know, walk towards you and and trust you again. That You know, they were embarrassed, ashamed that they'd left it so long and didn't know how to come back from that. But that olive branch of just saying, just say I'm okay or send me a message with a full stop or something. So I know that that you are all right. I really like what you said there about the baby deer coaxing someone out of the corner.
0: Yeah. You know, and, you know... um, that very gentle approach, you know, just send me an emoji, you know, if, if you could get the other person on the other end to kind of, you know, have a stronger emotion of irritation even, or a, a a chuckle or a smile, yes, they're bound to, you know, get more potentially a a reaction, yeah. And of course it could also be, you know, there's that gentleness, but there can also be, look, if you're not going to reply, I'm going to have to, you know, talk to your GP or, or, or your dad or you know because I am
1: really worried so there's
0: sometimes that tough love can be necessary too
1: because uh, I think that it it's not you don't want to strong on arm, arm them you don't want to go barging around their home and you know, torch and pitchfork get out of the house and come and speak to me it, you know you've got to be tactful with and we're in no. a very fortunate position yeah. that we have the likes of messaging and WhatsApp and things like that now, aren't we?
0: And even just sending a gift, you know, some flowers, you know, there's so many ways to show someone that you're thinking of them, you know, the online platform is just endless.
1: There's, um, I, I've got a friend up in, in Scotland and for obvious reasons have not been able to go there for quite some time. And during the, the, the I guess, the peak of lockdown saved a lot of money because we couldn't go out and do anything. Everything was shut. So mm. I decided to treat myself to some personalised letter writing paper. Now, I've not written a letter since I was a very small child, I believe. And I ended up sending her a letter, even though we could text any time of the day. I knew she was just feeling a bit rubbish she lives with a partner and the dog and, and but still feeling lonely in herself and I wrote her this letter and it was just something stupid about musings more than anything and sent that to her and, and we could text or call or video call anytime, but she rang me in tears. Her, a letter that's not a bill um, is always nice. It's a nice touch. It's very personal and you know that someone has actually invested at least five, ten minutes of their evening um, in, in putting something like that together I broke something out you know another little barrier that she was putting up you know she wasn't really forthcoming in messages and and things like that but little little touches what a great
0: idea it's it's a gift of time isn't it you you know you've taken that effort to write and post and you know it's a it's a dying art really something that you know I remember the day where that's all we had we didn't have emails so yeah it's a it's a lovely
1: thing Is there anything else that you think people need to start, not start mm-hmm. doing, or, or some ways to mitigate, mm-hmm. perhaps, you know, feelings of, of loneliness, yeah. you know, taking charge and stopping before it gets to that stage? You know, are there any kind of common hints or tips, Kerry?
0: I think it's something that it's, I think it's quite tricky. It can creep up and take over so easily.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But
0: but I think it is about kind of recognising that you're not feeling yourself, you know, you know, you know your own routine, your patterns, um, and it, it's that having that kind of awareness of your sleeping, your eating, how much you normally would engage, and noticing that there there is those changes, and then it is about reaching out to others, and and it's a very brave thing to To do, you know, to take that step out to say that I'm not feeling so great. But I think, you know, this is it's something I'm sort of bound to say as a therapist. But you know, one of the the safest environments, mm-hmm. in a way, you know, is is within a counselling environment because it's you know the confidentiality. It's a a place where you can say anything, where potentially you might not be able to feel you can say to friends or colleagues or family. So you know, it, it doesn't have to be blown up into depression or anxiety just not feeling yourself it can be a a wonderful thing to to it's almost again another gift for yourself that giving yourself that time and to explore what's happening
1: I think you you touched on something which I'm a huge advocate of Kerry and that's utilizing something like counseling support you know if you have the means and ability to do so for something that it doesn't have to be used for a clinical diagnosis or at crisis point when you you know you need crisis intervention you should be using it you know even if you feel like you're the most robust of you know you have the most robust well-being when we don't not every single person is 100% emotionally intelligent or resilient or you know never going to get depression or never going to suffer from anxiety and i think that it's so important to utilize support if you can get it if you do have access to it or you have means to it to build on the foundations that you've got to mitigate the chance or possibility Mm of something taking over like you said loneliness creeps up you know it can creep up on you so can low mood so can anxiety but if you are filling up your toolkit your tool belt whatever you want to call it with more strategies mechanisms the more likely you are going to be able to overcome absolutely I think
0: you know we we understand our physical body very well but our emotional body you know that that's a bit of a mystery because it's not so much seen and in it's as much as we may go to the gym to look after our muscles you know that emotional resilience i think is really important it's really important to understand the more we understand ourselves know our behavioral patterns and what our kinks are the more likely we're be able to head that off and not let it get to the point where more takes over like depression or anxiety either there's a a meditation which I think comes to mind which is very apt with aloneness it's called a loving kindness meditation which is focuses on compassion to yourself and others if you could sit comfortably in a position that feels relaxed And when you feel ready, if you can close your eyes, or if that doesn't feel quite comfortable, if you can just have soft eyes, so that's looking at something on the floor, just in a relaxed way. Now bring your attention to your breath. As you breathe in, be aware of breathing in. As you breathe out, be aware of breathing out. Allow your breath to be relaxed and easy, slowly take a breath in and as you breathe out feel your body sinking and relaxing. Now think of someone who you are very close to such as a spouse, a child, a parent or maybe a best friend. And as you think of this person, allow feelings of warmth and affection flow through your body. To direct love and kindness towards your loved one, repeat the following phrase in your mind. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you feel healthy, peaceful and strong. Now think of a person from your life that you don't know so well, maybe like a neighbour or an acquaintance and extend the loving-kindness phrase to them. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy Peaceful and strong. You may want to even extend love and kindness to people from around the world by saying, May all beings be healthy. May all beings be happy. May all beings be safe, peaceful, and strong. let's finish with focusing on love and kindness towards yourself. Allow warm feelings of love, acceptance and compassion to flow through your body and say to yourself may I be happy, may I be safe, may I be healthy, peaceful and strong. Notice how it feels to extend love and kindness towards yourself and others. By practicing this meditation, you may find compassion towards yourself and others strengthen. We're coming to the end of the meditation. If you just wiggle your fingers and toes and then slowly open your eyes. Thank you for sharing this time with me.
1: Thank you for listening to Peace of Mind, brought to you by Health Assured. If you're interested in what we do, head to our website, www.healthassured.org or you can find us on our social media, that's at health underscore assured on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn.